0: We're going to preach something or I'm going to preach something with the help of the Lord very, very familiar. In fact, you probably have this entire ch- chapter of the Bible memorized, and that is the 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm this morning. Everybody probably knows this by heart. And if uh, we're going to read the entire chapter, all six verses of it. So let's stand and honor the reading of God's Word, the 23rd Psalm. We we'll read this a, a lot of times. Uh, at funerals, don't we? If, if you've, if some of you, I don't know if it, there's another preacher in here. Caleb, you've, you've held a funeral, have not you? So Caleb has, uh, but, but a lot of times we read Psalm 23 at a funeral and let's, let's have a funeral for 2020 this morning. Okay. <laughs> let's just bury it. Okay. <laughs> Psalm chapter 23. That's not why I'm preaching this, but, but Psalm chapter 23, this is a Psalm of David. And he says these words, very familiar. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, we come to you one more time in this service in prayer. Lord, asking that you would continue to manifest yourself in this service. And God, I just pray that we would glorify You this morning through the preached Word. And God, I just pray that people would open their hearts to receive that Word. And God, open their ears and and, and Lord, not just just to hear the Word, but Lord, that they would actually listen to it and hear what You have to say. And God, I just pray that You would, uh, Lord, speak into lives. Lord, speak to the church and God, speak to the lost this morning. Give me clarity of mind. And clarity of speech as I stand this morning. And God, thank you for giving us another year to serve you. God, thank you for giving us another opportunity to be here this morning. Lord, I praise you for that. God, I thank you that I can be at church this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Most of you know this psalm, don't you? Is anybody in here... Have it memorized completely I mean you can recite it right most people can uh and when when I was just little we would learn this psalm and and but when I was little i just i just memorized it and it was just sort of a scripture that everybody knows right and as i I, I grew older and and some of you say well you haven't grown old yet praise the lord for that I'm not that old but but as I began to to read this and study it out when David wrote this he he was in the spirit of the Lord, obviously. That God had touched him. And, and we don't know, we, we do know in Psalm 23 it says that it is, a, it is a psalm of David. And if there's anybody that could write about the Lord being the shepherd, it would be David. Because we know, we know that his occupation was that he was a shepherd. Now David did not choose the occupation of a shepherd. Do you know how young Jewish boys came to be shepherds? Because they were the youngest. See, what would happen is, is back in, in this, this time in, in Israel, a man would start having sons, and, and he would have several sons. And we know that, that David's father, Jesse, had, had something like seven or eight sons. And so when he had his first son, he would send him out to the field to watch the sheep. And then the second son came along, and he would go watch the sheep. And finally, the, the cards finally fell to David, and there were no more sons after David. So David would have to sit out there, and he would have to watch these sheep. Now, I don't know a whole lot about sheep. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I used. I tried to farm one time, and it almost got me killed. So, so I think I'm pretty much out of the farming business from now on. And in fact, I have a headache this morning. I believe it's still a result of getting hit in the head. But, but I, I was never a sheep farmer. That's just not me. But I do know, and and what I've read that that actually watching sheep is is you just sit there a lot of times. See, the sheep, they have to have just a few things. They have to have a little bit of shelter, they have to have some grass, and they have to have some water. But the rest of the time, if you're not moving the sheep and you're not doing these other things, you're just sitting there staring at them. What kind of, Wouldn't that be kind of boring? Couldn't you imagine? Would it, would it not be boring just sitting on the side of a hill watching sheep eat grass? And then you're just sitting there watching them. But I believe in this time, when David would sit here and watch these sheep, that he would actually commune with the Lord. See, David did not just take this mundane task of watching sheep and waste it. He didn't just just throw it to the side and say, well, that's time lost. He says, you know what, I'm going to concentrate upon what God has done. I'm going to concentrate on who God is. And so one day, David gives us an actual illustration He looks over at those sheep and and he he starts to ponder. And I believe that the Holy Spirit may have spoken to him and said, David, you know what? Just as you're the shepherd of these sheep, I, God, am your shepherd. And so David pens these words down and he says this. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. David did not say that the Lord... uh, Pay attention to this, how it's worded. I believe this is very important. He did not say that the Lord is a shepherd. Because that would indicate that there were other shepherds besides the Lord. He doesn't even say that the Lord is the shepherd. He says the Lord is my shepherd. When David wrote this psalm thousands of years ago, he made this very personal that the Lord is our shepherd. That that he's actually actually over us and he actually owns us. Well, that was a whistle, wasn't it? Did y'all hear that? My goodness, I guess I'm whistling for the sheep, I don't know. But as David wrote this down, and and as I began to think about this and pray about it, that that God really spoke to me about something, is is you think about the sheep and we automatically just think about a shepherd and a sheep, but have you ever really thought about how those sheep get there? Why why do the sheep belong to the shepherd? Have you ever asked yourself that, Tanner? No, with a look on your face, I didn't think you had. But you think about how the, how the sheep got there. They, there. There's one of two ways that the sheep came into the fold that they are in. That's what it's called. You can call it a, fo- a flock or you can call it a fold. And the way that sheep get into the flock is one of two ways. They are either, number one, bought or they're born. Now think about that. Two words that we associate with what? Salvation, right? That, that, that he said, the Lord is my shepherd. That means that David says that, that he has a relationship with that shepherd. And that shows this, that, that he was bought or he was born. Now, as a Christian, we are in the flock of God. I, I used to have a friend. I actually, actually, I still have this friend. And, and he, he called himself an agnostic. Everybody knows what an agnostic is, right? A, an atheist denies that there there is a God and says, you know, there's 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 no God. And an agnostic, they're somewhere in the middle. They they just they just don't necessarily deny God, but they just they said they say I'm unaffiliated. And he would talk to me, and, and I would talk to him about the Lord, and 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 I would you know give him Bible verses, and 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 I would even pray for him. I mean, I'd pray over our meals at lunch. He had enough respect. But he said this, and he said it, I guess it's sort of a slur toward me, or, or toward us. He said, you know what you Christians are? He said, y'all are just a bunch of sheep. And he meant that in a derogatory manner. What he was trying to say is that, is that we, just, we just do whatever, and we kind of just go along with the rest of the people. But really, when he said that, I, I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what, you're right. I am a sheep. Because David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And see, the thing about the shepherd is, is not only when, when, when he buys those sheep or when those sheep are born into the flock, they mean something to him. See, Jesse, he was he was a sheep farmer. He could have had David's father. He could have had crops or whatever. But those sheep were valuable to him. They were a means by which that he made his living. And I'll tell you this morning that God looks at you, and he sees value in you. Did you know that? I I wouldn't have you raise your hand on this, but if if I were to ask you, how many of you think that you're valuable in the family of God? Some people would probably think to themselves, I'm not very valuable. There's not a lot I can do. But you know what? If you're bought into the flock or if you're born into the flock, which you are both, if you're a Christian, you are very valuable to God. God sees value in you. I've heard people say this, that, that I can't do much for God, that, that I'm old and, and, or, or I'm not talented or I'm not this or I'm not that. God didn't ask you to be all those great things. He just asked you to be one of His. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians Chapter 6, verse number 20, he said that ye are bought with a price. And that price was this. The ultimate price, obviously, is that Jesus died on Calvary so that we could be part of the flock of God. And so that when, when he paid that price, that we could actually be born again. That's a phrase we don't say a lot in church these days. Anybody know what being born again means? That we are born again, that, that actually we believe that when you accept Jesus as your Savior that you are born as a newborn babe in Christ and that you are born into the family of God. And the wonderful thing about it is is that when the, when the sheep are born and the baby sheep are born the shepherd actually pays special attention to those sheep because they're new, because they're young and, and most of the time they're weak. And so not only do we see the purchase of the shepherd, but we read on into the, to the text and he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. We see that not only does the shepherd purchase the sheep, but he also provides for the sheep. You know, a shepherd wouldn't be much of a shepherd if he just drug his sheep out somewhere and left them and said, all right, you're on your own. You know, back in, back in the 1800s when, uh, when some of y'all were little kids, you know, out west they had the free range. You, somebody, anybody ever been to the free range? They still have very few of it. But what people would do is they would go out and they would take their cows and they would put a brand on them, right? And then they would just turn them loose. And a cow is smart enough that when you turn it loose, it goes hunting for food. It starts looking for something to eat and it'll go and it'll find its own pasture and it'll go and it'll find water and those cows they're they're fairly hardy animals and they'll survive. But sheep are just the opposite of that. You can turn a cow loose and it'll survive and it'll be okay and you can go out in a year or two and you can have a roundup and and, hey, it just grew itself up. But a sheep is totally opposite. A sheep will get itself into trouble, and a sheep will, will not be able to find anything to eat. You can take a sheep and turn it loose, and you know what? If you come back in a few weeks, it's probably going to die. You're going to find sheep dead bodies. <laughs> right, Tanner? You're laughing. But there's a point to that that God provides for us. Because if we're left to ourself, we're not going to be able to make it. Amen? Amen? See, when that shepherd has those little sheep, just as we have young Christians, if, if we're just left to ourself, we're just going to turn our back on God. We're not going to be able to feed ourselves. We're not going to be able to provide that spiritual nourishment. But yet God the shepherd provides those things for us. He makes it available. All we have to do is follow him. See, God has given us everything that we need. Did you know that? God has given us the Word of God. The, the, the Bible says this, that, that this, is, this is your bread. This is your living water. This is everything. As a Christian, you have to have this. This is your nourishment. This is God speaking to you. Amen? But yet as sheep, sometimes God gives us this provision. God provides these wonderful things and these wonderful resources for us. And yet sometimes God will lead us right to them and we won't do anything. We'll just sit there. We'll just reject what God has offered us. Could you imagine being a shepherd and taking your sheep to a wonderful green pasture? He says that the Lord, he says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still water. Something I didn't know that I found out this week is actually sheep will not drink from moving water. That that the water has to be perfectly still because they're, they're scared of everything. But he said, He maketh me... To lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. That God has your best interest at heart. See, the world, I want to say this, that the world is, is ready to just use you and throw you to the side. Did you know that? People in this world, they don't, they, don't really, they don't care for you as much as you'd like to think. Now, I know your family probably cares for you, but there's a lot of folks in this world that just want to get you for what they can get you for and then throw you out. But God truly cares about you. Amen? We see that God provides for us, but let's move on to the next verse. And this is the one that, that we kind of bring out in the funerals, if, if you will. We highlight it in funerals. Let's read verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then verse number 4, he says, yea. It's going to happen. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God also protects his people he protects us you know i believe that there are things that that could happen that don't happen simply why because god protects us from them you know there there could be and and people some of you are thinking well god hasn't protected us from from covid but what has god protected us from that we don't even know about see i think what we oftentimes do is is we take for granted the protection that god grants us did you know that? You know how much God protects you? I'll show, uh, this is just a sort of a silly little example, and we, we do it to ourselves. But most of you, every day, you go out, and you get in your car, and you're headed somewhere. And you get in, and you start it up, and you put it in drive, and you head down the highway at, what, 60, 70 miles an hour in a 3,000-pound piece of metal this far from other people. Right? You don't think God doesn't watch over people? You don't, uh, Tucker, he told me he had a wreck the other day. But Tucker, you're okay, aren't you? You know where he had a wreck at? I'm, I'm not trying to make an example out of it. It was on I-40, right? He, he rear-ended somebody on I-40. The cars were locking up. and he, he, was, he said the only damage that his truck sustained was the bumpers messed up. Well, I say praise the Lord because you know what? We could have been opening the paper this morning and reading about Tucker's fatal wreck. Right? I mean, you have a wreck on I-40, it's, usually it's a pretty serious deal. But because God was there, because God protected him, we have Tucker and we have Shay sitting in the service with us, and I am thankful for God's protection this morning. And there are so many things that God has protected you from. You have no idea what God does for you every single day of your life. God protects us from so much and yet we don't even praise Him for what He keeps us from sometimes. You know, I, I, I don't think anything much has come, good has come out of this, but I think we should, we should just praise the Lord because we still see the protecting hand of God on a lot of people. And maybe, maybe this thing should open our eyes to just how much God does keep us safe and what He does for us. And we hear testimonies of the near misses and the the almost things that that happen. I mean, just things that that could have been catastrophic in our lives, but they didn't happen. Why? Because God was there protecting you. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, the shadow of death is everywhere around us. Those cars, every day, they could equal death. There are so many things that could equal death. But you know what I found out over the years? You've heard the old, the old adage that the person is scared of their own shadow. Some of you have heard that, right? You know, and, and, and some of you have lived it, where you go outside and you see your shadow and it, you jump and, and you almost run off. But did you know this? very simple fact and a very simple idea that a shadow cannot hurt you. <laughs> it may make you hurt yourself, but it cannot hurt you. And that's what David said. He doesn't say that, that, yea, though I walk through death. He said the shadow of death. He said, and, and he's talking about a believer. He's talking about somebody that has a personal relationship with a shepherd. Death is all around for the sheep. Did you know that? In the Judean hills where David is leading his sheep in the summer, they would take him up to the mountains where the weather was cooler and that's where the green grass would be Would be at the top of the mountains and they would have to take him up the side of a mountain and, and you would see these valleys going up the side of a mountain and I believe that that's what David was imagining the, the, when he would go through those crevices and through those rocks. So that was a dangerous place to take the sheep. And you add not only the, the, the natural geographical features that are danger to the sheep, but you have the lion. Remember that David, when he fought Goliath, you remember what he said? He said, I fought a lion and I fought a bear for these sheep. Now those sheep, those, those bears and those lions, they want to take us out. And you know who that's a picture of in our life? The devil himself. Did you know this? This is something you need to know as a Christian. The devil's out to get you. Just in case you weren't, you weren't aware of that fact. The devil is going to fight us as a church. Did you know that? In 2021, he's going to fight us just like he did in 2020. Just because we flipped the calendar over doesn't mean Satan is now gone. It means that he is still here and he is still fighting us. But you know what? Ultimately, we have God protecting us and we don't even know it. What a wonderful blessing that is that the shepherd is there with his rod. I believe that God may have his rod sometimes and maybe he just knocks Satan on out of here. That's my child. I'm going to protect you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he says, I will fear no evil. Then he tells why. For thou art with me. You know, all it took sometimes for the for the sheep to be comforted they would get nervous and, and they get scared easily like i said sheep are they're, they're scared of everything and all it would take it wouldn't take the shepherd raising his staff to to whip a lion or whip a bear or maybe putting a sling and uh, a stone in his sling all it would take sometimes was to just hear the voice of the shepherd you know john i believe it's john chapter correct me if I'm wrong says that my sheep hear my voice that that, that all they have to do to have comfort is to just hear the shepherd's voice and that's the last thing and, and we'll read the rest of the chapter here he says thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We see the peace that the shepherd can give that even though he says you you prepare a table before me is what the sheep is this is the sort of the sheep speaking you understand that this is from the perspective of the sheep in case in case you hadn't seen that and maybe I should have pointed it out earlier is that the, the shepherd takes the sheep to that green pasture and there's danger all around. The presence of the enemy is there, but yet just the shepherd's presence is enough to give those sheep peace. And you know, it's, it's the same way with us. Looking at us as the sheep uh, the, the, in the flock of God, is there's so many things around us there's chaos all around us. Even if you take away the events of twenty twenty, there's still chaos all over the world, right? I mean, you can't turn on anything without seeing turmoil and without seeing things that are going on, and and yet I can have peace. I do have peace because I have the shepherd. And because sometimes when I get scared, and, and don't get me wrong, I get scared. And I know you get scared. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to, to pick on anybody, but you know, thinking about Sister Jean facing what she's facing tomorrow, that might scare me a little. You know, I've never had a major surgery like some of you have. Some of you have ha- had heart attacks. Some some of you in here have had cancer right? Some of you have. Some of you have had other health problems that I I don't even know where to begin or, or just things happening and sometimes you get scared, don't you? But the only way that we have comfort as Christians is because the shepherd is present. It's because God can just whisper, I can can read his word or I can pray and I can meditate and and sometimes I can just feel the the presence of God speak to me and say, Seth, I am still with you. Here here in Albert, Albert, have you ever heard God speak to you and say, I'm with you? You're my child, I've, I've got you. In spite of all the things that are going on in this world, I am your shepherd. Not just the shepherd, not just a shepherd, but I am your shepherd. The sheep know my voice. I praise the Lord for that. That even though the, 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 the shadow of death is all the way around me, and ultimately, you know, death itself is coming for us. If the Lord doesn't take us out of here, we don't like to think about that, do we? I don't, I don't want to think about death. You know, I dread the day that Lacey looks at me and says, you know what, we might ought to plan our funerals. I hope that doesn't happen, but it might and I dread that. But because I know Jesus, it's just a shadow. You know, death can't really hurt me. Amen? If you're a believer and, 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 and you're, getting, uh, you're getting maybe on up in years and you think, well, the Lord may take me tomorrow. That's a little scary sometimes. But just know that He is there and death cannot do anything to you. And the day that you close your eyes on this side, that you get to stand before Jesus. That your faith gets to end in sight and you get to see the shepherd. What a blessing that is. I love this psalm and and let's not always relegate it to funerals. When when you're feeling down and out, and when you're scared and when you're fearful, hey, turn to Psalm 23. Don't let it be a cliche, you know. Don't say, well, we just read this all the time. God is in this and God can speak to you and it tells about how much God cares for you and God loves you. And you know what? Even if you're not one of the sheep this morning, God still loves you. God still cares for you. That's the wonderful thing is, is when one shepherd, when you're not one of the, the regular shepherd sheep, hey, he's somebody else's problem. But, but if, you're, if you're alive and well this morning, God still cares about you and he wants to make you one of his own. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And God, I thank you for the comfort that I can have this morning in this wonderful little section of Scripture. Just these, these six verses that we have. And Lord, I thank you that you're my shepherd. And that even when I don't see a way out, and when I, I, things are just, just bad sometimes, God, that you're there. And Lord, you, you take such good care of us. And Lord, we just, I just say thank you for that. Lord that you have led me to green pastures and Lord that you have put that water in front of me when I didn't have enough sense to find it myself God you have always provided for me and Lord you've always protected me sure I've had a few hiccups through the years and near misses but God you are there and you care for us and Lord no doubt somebody in this service needs, needs to hear this and God you've, you've opened our eyes to this scripture this morning and God for those folks that need it Lord I just pray that you would comfort them for those Christians that are having a hard time God I pray that you would comfort them and Lord for the lost Lord I hope they understand this morning that the, the price that you have paid so that they can be one of yours the purchase has already been made all they have to do is just be born again Lord, I hope we see that I hope we understand that and I hope we take that home with us this morning. God, I pray that as we sing this invitation song that you would speak to people. Lord, that you would speak to lost. If there's anybody lost here this morning, God, deal with their heart. It's in Jesus' name we pray.